You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here. I've got John Beeler with me today. We've got a really interesting program. We're going to be talking about EVs, electric vehicles. There's more and more coming onto the market. So we're going to cover some of the things that you need to know if you're in the market for one or potentially thinking you might be in the market uh, for one. So everything on uh, what to look for things about charging, what you need to look for in the car as well. We're going to cover all of that uh, today. Brings up an interesting story though, John. One of the things that I think some people have an issue with is range anxiety. Yes, absolutely. It's probably the number one question or concern people have with buying an EV. You just bought one, uh, a nice Kia Soul. Yep. Do you have range, range anxiety already? Well, it's funny. I put the deposit down and the model I bought was not the top model. My model gets 300 kilometers. The top model gets 400. Yeah. And I was, I actually didn't sleep much that night. I was like, can I afford to have 300 kilometers versus 400? (laughs) And, but you bought the cheaper one. I bought the cheaper one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the value. So I have a Tesla Model 3, and it maxes out at about 360 kilometers, but you don't always have it to that setting. They say that you shouldn't have it set for a full charge all the time because it degrades the battery over time. So I've got it set down to, I think, about 320. But if I ever go on a longer trip, maybe I'm going up to Whistler, I will set it up so I can get more juice out of it. So my daughter uh, was wanting to go up and visit some friends family friends that were up in Shushwap Lake, which is uh, just outside of Kamloops in uh, British Columbia. So it's it's about a four, four and a half hour drive. Um, but I thought, no problem. Uh, she asked to borrow the car. And I was excited because, you know, this is an opportunity to see how well it does on, you know, one of these long trips. And she was driving by herself as well. Uh, but I thought it would, it would be okay because Tesla has supercharging stations all the way up to Kamloops and right along, you know, Highway 1 across Canada. So there's a supercharging station in Guilford, Surrey. Uh, There's one in Abbotsford, Hope, Merritt, and Kamloops. Pretty much everywhere there's actually a gas station along the way too. Yeah, and so the nice thing about these Tesla supercharging stations, they are like fire hoses of electricity. They charge Teslas like there's no tomorrow. I mean, you can get a full tank within... Uh, you know, 40 minutes, depending if you're on empty or not. So I just told her, drive sensibly. Don't drive too fast, of course. Not only for safety, but the faster you drive, the faster the charge goes down. And make sure you hit the charging stations. She put in her destination, so the, the car actually tells her where she should be charging. Anyway, she left around 4 o'clock from White Rock, here in uh, outside of Vancouver, where we live. And we went to dinner, my wife and I, with my parents that night. And somewhere around, I think, 7.30 or 7, I, you know, I look at my Tesla app to make sure everything's okay because it can tell me how much juice she has left and where she is. Anyway, she had like 50 kilometers left, which is not good. Like, you, you never really want to go below 100, right? Just for safety's sake. And so I'm like, oh my God. And so I see she's blown through Merritt without charging. They've got like a, a supercharger there. And so she's between Merritt and Camps on the Coquihalla Highway up in the mountains. And I'm watching 
on the app in real time and she's going too fast because obviously she's in a hurry and I can just see like it, it is counting down. I've never seen it go down that fast John it's like 50 49 48 and it's like she's not going to make it and so I had to phone her and she's going faster because she's afraid she's not going to make it which is actually making which, the problem worse exactly because she's going up a freaking mountain right yeah so that's that's hard on the battery it just it uh, sucks more juice out of it and so I am freaking out, but I got to be calm, right? So I, you know, I phone her, and thank God she got reception up there. And you know, she's—I'll say she was a little concerned <laughs> as well. <laughs> and I just thought, you know what? I if if you don't, and I told her if you don't slow down, you know, you're you're going to run out for sure. And so she did slow down. And then I was just praying because I kind of know that area a bit. Once you get up a certain point, you start going down the mountain into Kamloops. Mm-hmm. So I, was just, I was praying for that. Because once that happens, then you start going downhill, and the regenerative braking actually helps charge the car again. Which I'm still wrapping my head around how cool of a feature that is Yeah, in these cars. But anyway, I mean, she was down, and not even at Cantaloupes yet, she was down to like 25 kilometers, 20 kilometers. And I was just like losing my mind. You know, obviously not telling her, keeping my cool. Uh, but I did a little research, and it, it it seems that even if you hit zero in the Tesla, it still has about another 20, 25 kilometers of range. Thank God. So, I, you know, I was banking on that as well. Right. But anyway, she hit the top of the hill and started coasting down, and it actually started giving her more juice up into like about 30 kilometers uh, of range left. But finally, she she coasted into the Kamloops <laughs> charging station, uh, I think, with about 20 kilometers left, which is not what you want to do. No, it's it's bad for the battery. It's also scary as hell, too. Oh, yeah. It freaked the hell out of her. So the lesson there is uh, don't miss the charging stations along the way. Even if you think you can make it to the next one, I would always top up on that. And don't drive too fast. Yeah, well, you you just never know what you're going to encounter. What if there was like a sheep herd crossing that blocked her way or something like that? Yeah. She'd have to stop and wait for that, right? Um, that could also directly impact, you know, anything or an accident or anything else that happened along the way. And we'll be talking about that in the show as far as charging. Uh, the fast chargers, important to know where those are in your journey, whether that's just yeah. a commute or if you're going on to an extended road trip. They make a world of difference. So Tesla's got their charging stations. Uh, BC Hydro, they've got fast charging stations. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, in, in the program today and how quickly they charge compared to like regular chargers. It, it is quite a difference. So for the rest of the program, we will be talking about some of the things to look for when you are thinking about an electric uh, vehicle. Maybe you have one now. We can uh, maybe give some tips on that uh, as well. When we come back from the break, what to look for before you purchase an EV electric vehicle. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. We're talking about EVs, electric vehicles on this program. What to look for, some tips and tricks, and uh, a little bit more. Don't forget to hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We're giving away a fabulous prize uh, this week. It's a Samsung Galaxy a71 smartphone this thing's worth 550 bucks a fantastic screen on it beautiful cameras if uh, you've got a bit of an older phone it makes a difference the these new smartphones uh, they've really upped the camera game and this is no exception in this one again a samsung galaxy a71 
If you want a chance to win, super easy. Just go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, hit the newsletter tab, subscribe, and you're entered not only to this contest, but all of them this year. And we're giving away thousands of dollars of prizes. So the odds are pretty good. So John, uh, you just bought a new electric vehicle, a new uh, Kia Soul. I bought a, a Tesla Model 3 last year. More and more new models are coming out, which is great because it makes it more competitive. Hopefully the prices will come down on them as well. But uh, in this segment, we talk about some of the things you learned uh, in doing your research on buying a new electric vehicle, things that uh, maybe you even wish uh, you had known more about. So where was the first step? Well, the, the first thing is always uh, trying to figure out which vehicle you want. I I had a Kia Soul, a gas-powered Kia Soul. I love the platform, and I really wanted the electric version of it. So it was pretty easy for me to know where I was going. But if you're not quite sure, figuring out, A, what's the reality with some of these machines? Because some of these machines, they sound good on paper. And then the reality is, is that when actual customers have them and they're using them, they find that they don't live up to the hype. Uh, or there's just a couple of big scary gotchas, for example. So uh, probably the best thing you can do is just find, uh, it, it, assuming you can narrow it down to a specific vehicle, uh, find a, a Facebook group or a Reddit group or, or you know the forum for that particular vehicle. I was lucky there was a, a, a very a vibrant uh Kia Soul EV Facebook group that's predominantly uh, Vancouverites. So a lot of local, very specific things. Uh, a lot of my questions, like how do you deal with roof racks when there's no roof rack holes or you know, those kinds of things, they all get answered in these kinds of things uh, on these forums and, and groups. Um, but probably the most important decision is kind of like we were talking about with your Tesla and, and your daughter is where can you charge? And the easiest way to do that is to download an app. There's a, an app called PlugShare, and it basically is like Yelp for charging stations. And it'll show you all the charging stations that are around you. And chances are, there's probably a lot more than you even realize. Um, I found out, and I never would have known this any other way other than using an app, uh, there's uh, a couple of charging stations uh, within five minutes of my house. Two of the three are free. And the other one is basically free for the first hour and $2 an hour after that. This is basically like a free gas station for my car. Which is fantastic. It, but you got to be careful. Uh, like I have two free ones near me, but one of them's near a pub and <laughs> they're full all the time. Yeah. Well, one, one, mine as well is near near my favorite uh craft brewery brewery and uh the nice thing is it's like a block away from the craft brewery but it's not advertised it's literally part of a, a, a manufacturing company that just happens to have a publicly facing parking lot with free ev chargers and you would never find those types of kinds of places unless you're using an app uh, the nice thing is is when you do get your vehicle like your tesla my kia does show me where all the nearest charging stations are what kind of charging stations there are and, and sometimes if there's a cost as well uh, i also found out that pretty much every mall superstore and tim hortons seems to have a charging station at them now as well uh, which is super convenient so pretty much you go anywhere for any more than like 10 minutes you can just plug in and just top up and reclaim whatever energy you would have spent to get to that place so that's what you're saying uh, before you buy, make sure that, you know, you do have a good network uh, around you. And I guess that's important for a lot of people that live in condos, John, that might not be able to charge 
their car at their condo yet. Yeah, well, that's something that that I factored in as well because I have a number of neighbors that have EVs and they're just using the the house one ten volt uh, AC power. Uh, m- most of the time, these cars come with uh, uh, the adapter you would need to plug your car into basically the wall outlet. Uh, it's a very slow charge. Uh, my car. Uh, yesterday I went for a drive. I was down to about 40% to get it back up to hundred percent using the wall. I let it was about 18 hours on basically it's a trickle charge. So, um, but on a fast charger, that might be a couple hours. And then on the super fast charger, the level three, as they're known, uh, would maybe take an hour or less. So make sure that there's chargers around you and hopefully even some fast chargers. Uh, the range is important, though, too, John, isn't it? it? It absolutely is, yeah. the Well, it also depends, too, because I think um, a lot of people, and this also surprised me, are interested in buying used EVs if they're off lease, uh, you know, the, 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 those types of situations, because you, you can definitely save a lot of money. Um, uh, one of our producers, Stephen, he bought an off-lease uh, Chevy Bolt, and he got a killer deal on it, and and. and and it was basically brand new when he got it. But one of the big things you need to be aware of when you're buying a uh, an, a used EV is what's the state of the battery health? Um, so there's a number of things you can do to check check that out. The, the car itself will tell you a certain amount of things, but chances are you're not going to be pairing your phone with the car to get the actual details that the dealership may not tell you or may not even know um, so you can actually buy things like uh, a, a dongle um, these are uh, little things you can buy on amazon um, they're uh, odb2 things and they they basically plug into a port that's on pretty much every vehicle ever made since like the late 90s uh, and you pair it with your smartphone and it Depending on the make and model of the vehicle, there might be a dedicated app, but there's a number of apps that will actually give you some uh, pretty good information about how that vehicle is from a battery health standpoint. How much are because, those, John? Uh, these, these can be as cheap as 20 to 30 bucks. Um, and then you might need to buy an app. Uh, the, the popular one on Android is called Torque, Torque Pro. Um, my, my Kia actually has a, uh, it's called a Kia Soul EV Spy. Uh, they have a free app, and so you can sort of confirm that it'll work, and you get more data if you buy the Pro app. Um, so, But these generally work best on Androids um, because of the way the Bluetooth is integrated with uh, Apple. Um, they're not able to connect seamlessly with using the Bluetooth that these devices need. Uh, So typically on the uh, Apple side, it would be a Wi-Fi connection. So you can actually get a a Wi-Fi dongle that will work in your car as well. Um, So uh, it it just really depends on the vehicle that you want to check out and, and how old it is. Because the other thing people do is they will get an older vehicle and just replace the battery. And then it's like a brand new car. But the batteries aren't cheap. They are not. They're the biggest, most expensive part of the vehicle. So I mean that could be anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand dollars, yeah, or more depending on what type of uh, car you have. So um, obviously charging stations around you, the range of the car as well. Buy as much as you can afford. <laughs> I guess would yeah. be the bottom line, because the more range you have, the less anxiety you're going to have. Yeah, but just also think about the use cases that you're going to be using it for. A lot of people. Th- <sighs> 
good and bad marketing, I guess, in this case. They think it's just like a gas vehicle. So you can like load it up with a trailer and, you know, go to town, but you can't. Uh, you have to deal with the impact on the battery of doing that. So um, that's also why like my, my, my Kia doesn't have roof racks. The gas version did. It was kind of like a standard feature with all of them, um, but they don't have it for aerodynamic reasons. You can get them but they're quite expensive and generally generally they'll degrade your performance quite a lot. So many things to know that you don't even think about um, yeah. when, when you're buying one of these. Well, even the manual that came with my car, and I'm sure, I don't know if Tesla has a similar thing, but I have a f- almost a 600-page manual on just the operation of the vehicle and a 300-page manual, page manual on just the in-car entertainment system because it's it's so complex and so like touchscreen and so many menus and things like that so like it's almost like a thousand pages of documentation to use the car we're talking about buying an electric vehicle today on get connected some of the things uh, to look for when we come back from the break uh, we'll be talking about uh, the overall charging and maintenance of uh, these cars like what kind of costs are involved in keeping this car on the road You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back shortly after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Don't forget to hit the website. Giving away a Samsung Galaxy A71 smartphone. So easy to enter. Just go to getconnectedmedia.com, hit the newsletter tab, and subscribe, and you are automatically entered. Uh, We'll be giving away uh, a few of these phones over the next uh, month. So so odds are pretty good that uh, you might uh, win one. We're talking all about electric vehicles uh, this show. Some of the things uh, to look for before you buy. Wanted to cover uh, some of the things like uh, charging and maintenance as well. We touched a bit on the charging, John, and it's a it's a big deal because yeah. they're not taking gas unless you get a hybrid. But you need to charge this thing. So either you're going to go to one of these public charging stations, and like you said earlier, they're everywhere now. And we're seeing more and more of these being built at rec centers, at malls, at Tim Hortons, what have you but there's kind of two different types really that are out there in the world there's the fast chargers and then the regular ones yeah and so just the, uh, give, let's talk about speed like how fast these things will give you like how many kilometers for an hour of charge I, I think that might really vary depending on the vehicle but generally speaking uh, it seems to me that I get you know I, I'm not even sure of the math yet because it's still so new for me, but I, I went to Tuasa Mills uh, on the weekend and they have chargers all the way around the, the mall and uh, they even have a Tesla supercharging station there as well. Thank and you, I was God. there for two, for two hours. Uh, you basically just need to tap or um, swipe your credit card to unlock the charging gun as i call it uh and then you can plug it in and i was there for two hours and i think i got pretty much all of the the energy that i spent to get to the mall back in those two hours so 10 or 20 kilometers probably yeah i I find um the they're called level two chargers and depending what kind of load if they've got like a multiple bank of them if there's a bunch of cars there that you know the speed goes down on them but yeah. uh, there's one near my house, I was saying, by the pub. It's at the public library. And, you know, on a good day, you could get, like, around 30 kilometers an hour of charge on that right. thing, which is pretty yeah. good. 
yeah compare that to like right now i haven't got a charger in my house i'm just using the regular 110 uh wall outlet and i'm getting about <laughs> nine to ten kilometers an hour yeah, I don't think my car is quite as uh, efficient as your Tesla in that respect, but definitely it's an option. And I know other people in my complex, they're just using the house charger for that. Um, you can buy uh, the the level two equivalent for your house. Uh, it does need to be installed by an electrician. And you, they, they come in a couple different flavors. You can get just basically an, an outlet put in your garage or near your garage that you can then plug in uh, a special charging gun that plugs into your car and and get that or you can even get like what kind of looks like these charging stations at the mall it's like a little kiosky thing that mounts on your wall and it will do the same thing but it has its own app for managing and distributing the power and that type of thing the the challenge i have with doing that is that it's not inexpensive um and it's it's hard to reconcile that there's so many free options at least right now um i don't know how long they're going to be free for you know this could change in you know a matter of time as more and more evs come online and people get more competitive for these charging stations um they're going to obviously start charging for it but um spending uh you know one to two thousand dollars to get a professionally installed charging level two state station into your garage may make sense for some people but i also factored in the fact that i wouldn't have to do that and i wouldn't have to pay for a majority of my charges in the total cost of ownership for the vehicle right yeah so i'm already not paying for gas and what i am paying there was a recent study i think by bc hydro uh with the average uh, ev user spends on a month or a annual basis to charge their car Again, on average, no specific as to how often this is, but it runs to be about two hundred to two hundred and thirty dollars a year. You know, I was spending that a month on gas. So, yeah, you got to factor that into the cost. So when you're you're buying the car, really, when you think about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also do have a rebate uh, program on right now, BC Hydro at least, where it, they will defray the cost of getting this. Uh, level two charger installed in your house i think up to 350 dollars for the device itself uh and and also there's i think some benefit for the uh, the actual installation which can be expensive depending on your situation yeah so the the charging is important uh the level two definitely will give you a lot faster like i said i i would expect again depending on these level two chargers and there's like lots of these out in the wild and you can get these installed in the home i would say averaging around 30 kilometers of charge an hour when you get to some of these fast chargers that's when it makes a big difference bc hydro has got a bunch of them uh the one problem though for me as a tesla owner our teslas won't work on those because they have a different type of plug and standard unless i buy a 500 hundred dollar adapter right so cheap which again (laughs) it comes back to you know does it matter enough to you to use those stations versus the other options that are out there um And again, you factored all this into your total cost of ownership as well. And, you know, a $500 adapter seems ridiculous. It is. And I looked online to some of the Tesla owners that had bought one. And they they thought, you know, it was a good idea at the time, but they didn't end up using it as much as they thought. Right. Well, that's the thing is like, there there is no hydro uh, outlet that close to me or to the office. So it's not something that I would probably, I mean, I don't think I have to, to, to buy that. My car, I, I think. Yours is compatible. Yeah. yeah. But um, but definitely it's, it's something I'm not looking forward to try. I haven't tried a level three charger yet. So I, I'm excited to watch the 
juice flow. Yeah, on the Tesla charging stations, it is incredible. Um, I mean, you can get hundreds of kilometers charged in an hour. Like, yeah, it is so fast. And I think yeah. they've done a great job with that, setting up these Tesla charging stations across Canada. So, but you do pay for them. Yeah. I think the first year you might get a few free kilometers and you get free kilometers if you refer a friend who buys a Tesla. Right. The problem is... Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I bought yeah. a Kia. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for nothing. But my friend, Sean, he bought one and used my referral code and I got 1,500 kilometers of free charging uh, kilometers at the Tesla stations, but they expire after a year. Bastards. <laughs> How how much is it to use the Tesla stations though? They they do this weird math. Uh, so they they say it's um, twenty two cents per minute at or below sixty kilowatts, and forty four cents per minute above sixty kilowatts. I don't know what that means, uh, but I'll I'll give it to you in dollars. Like if I've gone and and filled up my Tesla with juice, like if I was kind of near empty, it works out to several dollars, three or four dollars. Right, which, which is cheap <laughs> yeah the other thing that we discovered not too long ago too was that a lot of parking lots now have ev dedicated spots where you just basically pay for the charge you don't pay for the parking or the other way around or the other way around yeah, yeah. and it's at the end of the day it's it does seem to be cheaper uh, and you get a free charge while you're there and the other thing I, I noticed right away is all these charging stations are really close to the entrances i know i love that it's it's yeah. cool, but you know what the problem I'm finding now, John, is more and more people are getting electric cars, and these a lot of these charging stations are full, especially during like busy times. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting them to be full on Saturday when I was at the mall, yeah. and uh, I was I, I had to pass one station, but there was like one every like 200 feet, so it was pretty easy to find one. We're talking all about EVs, electric vehicles today on Get Connected. Uh, when we come back from the break, we want to talk about. The maintenance costs. What can you expect to pay for maintenance on an electric vehicle? They don't need oil. They don't need a lot of things. So we'll go through some of that. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Mike and John back for Get Connected. Talking all about electric vehicles today, what to look for, and some of the things uh, you might not know about owning one. Talked about uh, what to know before you buy, things about charging, and thought we'd talk about maintenance now, John. And I'm actually laughing because uh, before the program, you're talking about your new Kia Soul and, you know, we were talking about maintenance and you told me that one of the things you noticed is that it didn't come with a spare tire. Yeah, it comes with a, an inflation kit, like a, like a, like a uh, air inflation um, thing you plug in and it comes with a can of goo that you put in to plug the hole. So I laughed, right? Because I, I have a Tesla and I'm like, oh, cheap Kia. And then I'm like, but do I have a spare tire? <laughs> and I went out and looked. I don't have a spare tire either. <laughs> and I don't even have an inflator kit, I don't think. So apparently Tesla will uh, flatbed the, the car uh, to the nearest tire place if I get a flat. Yeah, and, and my Kia comes with five years roadside assistance as well. It's the same reason. Um, one of the things that people have uh, guessed is potentially being part of the problem is that uh, there's no good places to jack an electric vehicle because of the way the battery compartment is on the bottom. Yeah. And uh, it's basically something that should only be done by a professional with a proper lift uh, system. And so they kind of trying to discourage people from trying to jack up the car. 
hilarious. <laughs> I just learned something about my car that I didn't know. So I better not get a flat. Um, so maintenance, John. I, I think one thing we're noticing is that there is a lot less maintenance. There's no oil changes uh, and like all the fluid changes that you typically have uh, with a regular gas car. And, you know, some have estimated that the maintenance on an EV or electric vehicle is about the third of the cost of a gas powered car. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my my car is actually telling me, actively telling me through the the car's app uh, that I have you know 350 days left or something like that before my next service, uh, which is basically just an inspection uh, from what I gathered. Um, so it's not going to have the same level of uh, detail that uh, my gas version did in the past. You still have to do things like change your air filter, for example, for your cabin air filter. Um, you, you need to top up your windshield washer fluid. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the brakes, because they're, it's a different kind of braking system, but the regenerative stuff, uh, apparently I don't have to even think about them for 100,000 kilometers. That's amazing. Yeah. No, because in my Tesla, I have got the regenerative braking as well. And I, I hardly touch the brake. It, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it, it's a little weird at first. Uh, so, you know, people that try my car, they're like, they, they have a hard time getting used to the, the whole braking thing because it just starts slowing itself down when you take the foot off the gas. But uh, that's how it, it charges itself. And like you yeah, said, well, they, the brake they call are, that single pedal operation. Yeah. And I just tell people, it's like you're driving a bumper car. You let off the gas, you're going to stop. <laughs> Not in, I mean, it depends on the level of my car. I actually have paddle shifters to adjust the level of regenerative braking. Uh, I can actually press the left pedal and uh, paddle and it will just stop the car, yeah. which is kind of fun. Yes. It makes it like a video game almost. Another thing I get asked a lot, how long do the batteries last on these things? Well, it is relatively kind of new, but from the estimates I've seen, you'll be able to get 10 to 20 years out of the batteries. Yeah. I think like a lot of lithium-ion batteries, they do degrade over time. Uh, it depends on how uh, how you abuse them. Like if you're doing fast charging all the time to 100%, that will degrade them sooner. Um, but if you take care of it, even if you've degraded it, you might not be able to charge to 100%. You might be able to charge to 94%. Just like my iPhone after a couple of years of use is the same kind of thing. Um, hopefully, it's not, even, hopefully it's not an iPhone 6. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and Apple just or Tesla just slows your car down to, to make up for the, the less battery <laughs> volume on that. Uh, but that's the thing. You're going to get 10 to 20 years life. I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, John, how long do some of these electric cars life have now? Like when you hit, let's say, for example, 10, 15 years on my Model 3 and the battery is not that great anymore. I mean, you could just get a new battery. Yeah. And it's, it's, it would definitely be cheaper than a new new vehicle. Yeah. What really surprised me when I dug into the those Facebook groups that I mentioned at the beginning of the show was that a lot of people are excited to get a 2016 electric vehicle because it only has like a hundred kilometer range, but they only drive like five kilometers a day, you know, to the store and back and that type of thing. So it's, you know, for the average person, it's actually perfect, and it's, you can get it for a lot less than what 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 we both paid for our cars. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So overall maintenance, um, it's less because there's not as many moving parts. I mean, you've got the electric motor, you've got the battery. Of course, there's things like brakes and suspension and what have you, but it's you don't have a uh, an internal combustion engine, right? There's no carburetors or, or any of that, that stuff to, 
to break down. So the cost is less. Yes, you are paying more for an electric vehicle right now, but uh, I'm excited because that cost is just going to come down and down over the next 10 years. Yeah, and, and again, when you factor in the the lack of these maintenance costs that you would have to do with an electric, you factor that into the total cost, It you know, yeah, you're paying more, but you're actually paying less or probably breaking even if you're lucky over the life of that vehicle don't forget to hit our website we've got uh, all sorts of great videos up there tech videos we've got some on uh, electric vehicles uh, as well getconnectedmedia.com we also have our regular contest we're giving away thousands of dollars in prizes uh, this week it's a samsung galaxy a71 smartphone this thing is amazing worth about 550 bucks just go to the newsletter tab at getconnectedmedia.com subscribe and you are entered to win we come back from the break more tech to talk stay tuned you're back with get connected mike and john here in studio we've been talking all about uh, evs electric vehicles this program uh before we go john um one term you brought up to me uh that i'd never heard of before uh, GOM. G-O-M. And basically, when you get an electric vehicle, there's pretty much some display in your in your dash that will tell you how much range you have left. And it's affectionately known as the guessometer, the G-O-M, <laughs> uh, because it really is a guess. Uh, the computer inside the car is guessing how much range you have based on your driving style and also uh, a bunch of other factors. You know, are you going up a hill? going down a hill are you using regenerative braking are you using the air conditioner are you using the stereo at full blast Uh, are your windows open are they closed Uh, are you you towing something Uh, all those things can factor and those are all variables that can dramatically change what your range is on the vehicle the other thing that i found out as well is that a lot of these vehicle manufacturers are under reporting the range of these vehicles because of things like dieselgate that volkswagen had a few years ago they don't want to overstate a range um, and and under deliver on that case. So quite often, a lot of times they over deliver the range, uh, but also it's just sort of your driving style. In my Kia, I actually have a little display that shows me my driving style and it ranks it out of 100%. Uh, there's three categories. So it's, it's uh, economical driving style, a normal driving style, and then an aggressive driving style. And it's being updated in real time and you know if you're overtaking vehicles all the time you 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 get a hit on the aggressive side so it's kind of an interesting thing to think about as well when you're looking at range of your vehicles you might get a little bit more out of it if you're if a good safe driver we're gonna have to go i want to thank everyone that helps put the show together including john and christina our producer hit our website getconnectedmedia.com got lots of great uh, articles videos and how-to uh, blogs we'll see you again next time